You are listening to Announce, a brand new season three, episode one, The End of the World, thwarted on the night shift. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Pugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. This episode is a bit of a nod to those who have had to work a night shift, those who performed some vital task, attended to some critical detail that just could not wait until morning. Stan was born on September 7, 1939, near Vladivostok, Russia. His mother was a nurse during World War II and his father a fighter pilot. Surviving in Vladivostok during World War II was quite an achievement, even for an adult, let alone for a young child. So Stan grew up hard. After the war, he proved to be bright and capable and was able to study engineering in Kiev. Like myself, And many of the baby boomers here in the U.S., Stan grew up in a time when the world was always just a tiny moment away from destruction. It was a time when people were replacing the swimming pool in their backyard with a bomb shelter. A time when the government was stocking away rations in hidden sub-basements and fallout shelters. A time when children were practicing curling up into a fetal position under their desk during regular drills at school. We did enjoy life, laugh, create and play, but there was always a fear lurking in the corner of your mind that we were only one bright flash in the sky away from annihilation. The U.S. and Russia were involved in one of the most dangerous wars the world had ever witnessed, a Cold War, with enough weapons ready and pointed at each other to destroy the whole world many times over. The multi-decade standoff came down to an overarching strategy described in the U.S. by the acronym MAD, M-A-D, standing for Mutually Assured Destruction, an aptly named idea whose doctrine concluded that with doomsday weapons loaded and pointed at each other, if one country pulled the trigger, they knew the other one would immediately retaliate and neither one would survive. In other words, if you pull the trigger, you kill both your enemy and yourself. This insane idea was considered to be a disincentive to both parties to ever pull that trigger, and thus it assured peace, which really does sound rather mad. Then, in 1989, the Berlin Wall fell, and the Soviet Union collapsed, and much of the fear of mutually assured destruction faded away. But how close did we come? Just how near the edge of complete extermination did we get in our cold conflict with a nation that Ronald Reagan referred to as the evil empire? In October of 1962, the world was driven to the brink by the Cuban Missile Crisis. President John F. Kennedy and Nikita Khrushchev of the Soviet Union squared off for 13 days over the Russians placing their nuclear weapons in Cuba about 100 miles from the United States. But there was another crisis almost nobody knows about, that brought the U.S. arguably closer to the edge of a nuclear winter than at any other time. Stan, who survived a childhood in Russia in World War II, became Lieutenant Colonel Stanislav Petrov of the Soviet Air Defense. It had only been a few weeks earlier when the Russians had shot down Korean Air Flight 007, 
Korea being a close ally of the U.S., and many of the passengers on the flight were American, and all 269 souls on board were lost. It was early in the morning on September 26, 1983. Colonel Petrov was a few hours into his overnight shift when the alarm bells rang at the secret command center just outside Moscow that he was working in. Soviet satellites had just detected a launch of five Minuteman missiles, incoming missiles from the U.S. toward Russia, and they would arrive in less than 30 minutes. He said everyone froze in shock for the first 15 seconds, but he had a job to do. His orders were, in the event of an enemy missile attack, that he would pick up the hotline and notify the Kremlin, who would quickly decide how to retaliate. As the Soviet systems tracked the American missiles, they changed their warnings from launched to anticipated missile strike. Colonel Petrov was assured that the information was accurate, and time was quickly slipping away. But, Colonel Petrov told the BBC in an interview, there was no rule about how long we were allowed to think before we reported a strike, but we knew that every second of procrastination took away valuable time that the Soviet Union's military and political leadership needed to be informed without delay. All I had to do was reach for the phone to raise the direct line to our top commanders, but I couldn't move. I felt like I was sitting on a hot frying pan. Petra said, I had a funny feeling in my gut. I didn't want to make a mistake. He had been taught that when the Americans decided to attack, they would do so with overwhelming force. And in this case, there were only five missiles. It didn't make sense to him. He made a judgment call. He picked up the phone and reported that it was a malfunction. But he didn't really know. He could have just as easily reported that it was an attack. There was no retaliatory strike from the Soviets. And the missiles that were detected in coming from the U.S. never arrived. It was later learned that the new Soviet missile launch detection satellites had seen the sun's reflection off the tops of clouds and interpreted those as missile launches. Colonel Petrov was praised for his wise and correct decision, but was reprimanded shortly afterwards for not recording the incident in the logbook, to which he replied, Well, I had the hotline in one hand, the intercom in the other, and I didn't have a third hand available to write it in the log. Colonel Petrov retired from military service in 1984 to take a civilian position and to care for his wife who had cancer. She passed in 1997. At one point in time, he had faded so far into the background, this hero of the whole world was forced to grow his own potatoes to survive. It was not until a biography written by General Yuri Bontinstev was released in 1998 that anyone even knew that this event had occurred. Colonel Stanislav Petrov passed in 2017. He was survived by a son, Dmitri, and a daughter, Yelena, and grandchildren, and gratefully, due to his wisdom and courage, on the night shift in 1983, he is also survived by all of us. Stan, the man we never knew, working the night shift, who saved the world. So, here's the ounce. Every once in a while, each of us will face a time when we experience a world-shattering crisis. It may be that it involves our whole society, like a political upheaval, a natural disaster, or an economic crash. Or it could also be an individual or personal crisis 
that most of the world is never aware of. It may seem that our world is about to implode, that we must take action right now. We might even panic a little, and that's okay. But like Colonel Petrov did, pause, think, pay attention to your gut, and make the best decision you can. Move forward with the faith that it will all work out. It almost always does. And maybe not like we thought, but it does. And if it doesn't, I guess it didn't really matter. Kind of makes you grateful for the unknown, wise, hard-working, and courageous people you have never heard of who choose to do the right thing. And that's it, an ounce submitted for your consideration. On our next episode, we'll consider some subtly mind-blowing ideas about whether or not anything really ever disappears, goes away, or poofs out of existence. <laughs> Check it out. It'll be fun. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing an ounce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, Tish, did you know we had some crackers and cheese packed away back here and in a square tin from, like, 1958. Ew. Ooh, and check this out. A dry-rotted gas mask from, like, uh, 1967. Oh, I'm so glad we never had to try to use those. You need to toss those nasty Cold War relics before we all get botulism. <laughs> yeah, dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.